Hello everyone and welcome to another talk here. So um, we're going to do a, a bit of a review, take a look at some of the tunes that we talked about this past month and um, kind of also some of the concepts and things and uh, this is tied in with our um, with our um, regular program of just exploring the guitar and working to in, improve our skills and things. All right, so uh, one of the first tunes that we uh, worked at this past month, and I'm trying to feature about three to four tunes. Um, so um, we worked at this Duke Ellington piece called um, uh, Prelude to a Kiss. Uh, so, we, and one, one thing that we're trying to do here too is um, we'll work at different different kind of types of tunes or tunes that might fall into different um, categories. Uh, so here we have a ballad. We have harmony that's functional um, and um, so we're gonna expect certain things on that and might want to play in, in a certain certain fashion on that so um, so let's take take a little bit of a, a look at that tune um, so we did some analysis on it broke it down um, and I'm, I'm recording this as a podcast too and um, making my uh, best effort to make it all as um, friendly as I can to um, as an audio kind of only sort of sort of medium all right so um so here we can really dive into some uh, chord chord shapes and patterns and get into uh, kind of theoretical things, uh, maybe not theoretical things, or just like sort of the nature of harmony and all that, um, and the nature of how things would tend to resolve. So we discussed how this is interesting, right? This passage and how it starts because we're ultimately in the in the key of C, right? But notice that we have a chord that's a, a bit outside of the key of C there. Now G7, that's definitely in C, but we have C7 with a B flat there. So it's a dominant seven, right? And then F major seven. So it feels like it, it resolves there. Um, so it's going kind of to the key of the four chord, right? And then we have this motion down again, very similar. This time it goes to to minor, right? So it's interesting also too that um, that. I play a, a D minor 
uh, nine, it's, it's includes uh, the tones of the F major seven. So that's kind of interesting. Right, so, but that's, the, that's gonna be the two chord, so it's kind of going towards the key of the two chord. And finally on measure five, we really start to head back. Just really start to hear really kind of more of the key of one sharp. And then finally, we get down to our tonic. See, right? So it kind of moves all around um, and, and gets us back, uh, or it doesn't even take us back to the tonic. Never gives us the tonic until we get to what measure eight. All right. All right. Um, our form A A B A. See at the end of the second A. F sharp minor seven flat five to to B seven. So this is kind of suggesting that maybe it's going to uh, the key of the three uh, minor, but it doesn't. It goes to major. Right. So oftentimes we have the F sharp minor seven flat five and G, uh, B seven. Right. Maybe with a maybe with a flat nine. Um, you know, to go to minor, but it goes to major. Sometimes it does. Think about uh, composers like uh, uh, Cole Porter and others who, who kind of would would do that. So it has a certain aural effect. And so we're in uh, in E major. So that's a, a median relationship to the C, and it's a chromatic median, meaning that, like I just discussed earlier, if it fell into the key, if it was diatonic, then it would be minor, but it's major. Okay, and we get uh, one, six, two, five in that key. Three, flat three diminished, F sharp minor seven, two five here, back to E flat major. Then we get the minor seven flat five again to the B seven. Right now here we could either go E minor or E7. So let's go with E7. So three, six, two. Now, if we were at an in, let's say, or if we were, we are in C, but uh, if we were kind of heading back to the tonic, as the A section, you know, might do, then we would we would you know maybe take E7, A7, D minor. G7 and then land on the C. But the A doesn't A section doesn't start on the on the C as we uh, discussed earlier. It starts on the D. Right? So um, Duke Ellington 
comes up with a solution for that. So it kind of walks up D minor, E flat minor, E minor, and then we get E flat seven, which is going to pull us back into that D seven. Okay. So the harmony there is really, it's really pretty interesting and really um, um, a, a good study, I, I would say. And we have these cr chromatic uh, melodic or melody notes that are pretty chromatic. Try not to um, trigger any uh, copyright strikes or anything, but um, but that's a little bit of an idea of how the how the melody um, works there. And we have some interesting moments where we get that A flat. I think we talked quite a bit about the A flat as well. Um, and related it to some common scales that we might find in this in this key. We have the um, C harmonic major, the harmonic A harmonic minor, okay. and uh, and even the A A melodic minor. Okay. All right, so that's one thing that we're going to uh, be doing in general is um, including some tunes that um, have, you know, functional, I guess a functional harmony, the harmony that, that does certain things that um, follow some of the nature of, of just how harmony uh, tends to, to work, right? Um, a five, it goes to one. You know, two goes to five, or wants to, or has that that feel of 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 gravity, gravity in in the motion. All right, so let's um, let's talk about say kind of a um, contrasting tune um, that we talked a little bit about. We didn't spend a lot of time on it, um, but we had. Oh, doesn't look like I even included a lead sheet here. Um, so let's talk about about this one, and um, maybe what I'll do is I'll give us a couple different um, angles for for those who are watching the video version of this. Make sure this is. Turned off here. Thought I had it turned off. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah. So, of course, I will keep this uh, really audio only kind of friendly as well. But we'll get it a little bit close up on the on the guitar, guitar here for um, for those members of the YouTube channel. All right, so so we have D minor. We have uh, so what, right? 
and we stay on this sound for a really kind of a long time and we have um, let's see kind of a palette of tones that we're we're kind of maybe working from not that we have to play those exclusively but um, so we have a, a palette of of tones or a pool of tones that that um, that we're suggesting to work at so we have a Dorian kind of sound on that okay and then we go let's say up a half step um, and some sometimes this is actually you know a device that that is used sort of long term where it might move up a half step or even a whole step as something that sort of lifts the sound and it does have this effect but we end up going back down a half step in the form of the tune as well um, now this you know presents a challenge if we have a tune like um, um, prelude to a kiss the harmony is really going to of the harmony really can shape the um, the melody uh, and or, or the um, the melody that we improvise right so then you have something that's giving giving a certain motion and, and you, it can help to direct the line um, so in and in, in this tune so what we have a, a static chord so what are some ways that we can um, uh, create interest, you know, in uh, in our solo? Um, so note-wise, you know, we talked about um, got started with uh, the um, George Garzon concepts on uh, playing, you know, chromatically and, and maybe um, taking some tones um, that are outside of that of that mode. Uh, of, of D minor and, and it's just stretching things out. Also some concepts from um, another saxophone uh, player, uh, Jerry Braganzi. Um, so we took some concepts at that um, to see if you can stretch things out. And um, we may have even talked about um, uh, Dave Liebman too. So taking some of these ideas that um, saxophone players um, uh, use can, can be really very, very helpful uh, to us. All right. So another tune that we checked out was um, Falling Grace. And um, so on, on this tune, you might explore some um, some various concepts. I don't know if we talked about this actually, but um, um, trying to 
remember how this how this is phrased, but um, uh, the Lydian Lydian chromatic. Uh, let me let me look that up. Um, I think it's David Baker. Lydian chromatic concept. Um, and so there's a book on that, and actually I think I've looked at it a little bit, but I haven't haven't really um, gone into too deep with it. But um, but this is a tune um, that I think this that that material might be um, particularly uh, helpful helpful on. So if you're thinking, you know, in terms of, let's say C, and you're thinking in terms of Ionian, you know, there's this very clear um, functional sort of, you know, harmony uh, where where you have this this clear tonic, this clear place where things uh, want to go. Um, now with with a uh, falling grace, let's um, cue that up a little bit here. Um, you can see that it it does do some of that, but you know one of the very first chords we have a flat, and we we never hear it necessarily. Um, so it's it kind of starts and ends on. Well, actually, it ultimately ends on D flat, but. Um, but you know we we have this this A flat. But we don't really necessarily hear. I have to check the changes. But and and E flat seven going to that right. We have um, and E flat major seven that comes before that. Right. So it kind of it kind of sits on this. Uh, the space where um, where it's it, se it seems you know kind of happy to stay there, but it doesn't really seem like there's a really strong pull to there. Um, at least that's my kind of perception of it. And the the tune itself, it it seems to kind of never end in a sense. It it it, it wants to keep kind of kind of going um, again also kind of just a just a perception that I'm having on it um, but at the same time we, we we do have these moments where we have you know like a, a d7 moving to a G minor right that's that suggests some um, you know functional harmony there right? We get a two five to um, E flat, although it puts it over the G, right? So we have these kind of slash chords and this different kind of movements to the bass. At the same time, we have some traditional kind of two fives. So it seems to visit some tonality. Um, right. But 
it's almost like uh, painting um, a, a moment so or like uh, having a a scene of a of a movie where the mood just just kind of shifts and we ha- have a sudden um, different sort of palette almost so similar to what we talked about with um, with the uh, uh, so what so we we ha- may have like a palette of tones that that we are working on there for a minute so we have this kind of sudden shift from G major into two flats, key of two flats, like the two chord. And we have these chromatic, um, this chromatic motion for the bass. Okay, two, five to D minor, which kind of instantly becomes its own three, flat three, two, five, into B flat major. So here again, we have this this um, moment in time where maybe we go to two flats, maybe we go to one flat for a moment, back to two two flats, um, and then we're suddenly back into this kind of A flat uh, Lydian sound. So it's a really fun tune to study, really fun tune to really kind of play on and. And improvise. Um, so that was one of our, our featured tunes this month. Um, so you'll have to let me know too. We'll go. I think we'll go over one more one more tune here. But um, if, whether you're following on the podcast or you're um, checking this out on the um, uh, YouTube member area, um, let me know what you'd like to hear about next. Um, I'm going to choose some things here in the coming days. So um, we are on uh, the 31st uh, of the month. So uh, moving back to picking some tunes. I think three or four tunes. Sometimes it's a little tough to, to cover a tune thoroughly in one week, I think. But, um, but we'll see how see how things progress. So another tune um, that we've been working on is uh, on on Green Dolphin Street. And so we did some analysis on that um, and learned a little bit about the concept of um, slash chords and um, pedal tones. So we have this E flat, and this tune could also be played in C. Well, it could be played in any key, but um, um, commonly played in C or E flat. Um, so you can see our, our intro here. This kind of suggests what's happening. Um, so we have E flat. flat over F. Let's see if we can cue that up. Right, so pretty uh, dissonant, right? And then uh, E flat over E major. And then back. It kind of keeps going 
and uh, half step. So first it goes up a minor third, which we talked about, I think, even with this tune, other parts of this tune, where this the sound of going up, as we would say on guitar, three frets to the right, um, sort of a refreshing sort of sound. Okay, and then we go down. Okay, and again, two five to the one. And then again, going up three frets, doing the same progression. flat major and then getting us back down to the E flat um, and then we have uh, which we didn't really talk too much about but um, we have some differences in style so doing a Latin and a swing and alternating those as well All right, so we have the A again um, and then we go into kind of a C part of the form to um, now this particular lead sheet has a little bit of an extended form which which sounds nice um, but um, as I talked about, um, I think yesterday, I plan to um, do the shorter um, um, version of it. So um, similar to what you would hear um, or probably play on most um, any ca casual sort of um, gig that you might play. All right, everybody. So um, that's going to do it for today's talk. I uh, do hope you enjoyed it. And um, if you are checking this out on the uh, podcast, consider subscribing. You can visit my website at fretprince.com. And you can also visit uh, the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash fretprints. All right, everybody. Have a really good practice session, and I'll see you all in the next one.